offering your gift on the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled with your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Reach a settlement quickly with your adversary while you're on the way with him to court, or your adversary will hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer, and you'll be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out of there until you have paid the last penny. Matthew 5, verses 23 through 26. This week, we've talked about forgiveness and how we should process forgiveness in light of how we have been forgiven by Jesus. Today, I want to turn the conversation to what do we do when we have been the source of hurt in the life of another. In this passage from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about how our relationship with others has an effect on our relationship with Him. Why else would He want us to go make things right with another person before we come to make things right with Him? Ultimately, when we are in a relationship and we have hurt the other person in it, we are somewhat at their mercy to forgive us. But there are some things we can do to help remove obstacles of genuine reconciliation with our brother or sister. The first thing we need to talk about is humility and ownership. No one likes to confess we're ever wrong, but we are wrong a lot of the time. All of us are. We hurt people. Sometimes we hurt them unintentionally. Sometimes we hurt them intentionally. One of the worst things we can do when we have hurt someone is to allow our pride to block us from making it right because we do not like to ever be seen as wrong. It is okay to go to someone and completely confess that you should not have done what you have done. Make no excuses. Do not deflect. Do not bring up what they have done in the past to hurt you. Do not bring up how you were treated as a kid. Do not tell them you were just having a bad day. None of those things give us license to hurt others. Just say, hey, I hurt you. I was wrong. I've asked forgiveness from Jesus, and today I'm here to ask forgiveness from you. No ifs, ands, or buts. Just own it as a broken human in need of forgiveness from your brother or sister. Another thing we should avoid is to text an apology to someone. Conversations of this importance normally should be had face-to-face, if at all possible. But I need to add to that a little also. Confession is best done, on most occasions, in the same forum the offense took place. For example, if I'm preaching one day and I say something from my flesh for the purpose of hurting someone that has been mean to me, yes, I should confess it to them in private. But I should also consider a confession to the congregation during the next message if the person I have offended would allow me to. Why? Because everyone heard me embarrass them in public, and I should confess it in the same context. This is for the benefit of the person hurt, as well as everyone who heard the hurt. If I hurt someone on social media, I should confess face to face, but also I should consider confessing on social media for the same reasons as before. If I hurt someone at work, same thing. We need to have a conversation one-on-one, but there also needs to be a consideration to have a conversation in the context where the hurt happened. 
Open confession has a way of healing wounds that just doesn't exist in cover-ups. Another roadblock to forgiveness is to continue in the activity that has caused the hurt. If we genuinely want to reach a place of forgiveness and reconciliation, we must genuinely repent from the activity that has caused the brokenness. To continue in the activity, at the very least, prolongs the forgiveness or can almost make it impossible. Do what it takes to stop the hurt. Maybe ask the person you have hurt expectations they have on you as far as getting help to prevent this from happening again. Then do it. Do what you need to do to stop the hurt. I heard a friend say the other day that to get out of a hole, the first thing you have to do is put down the shovel and stop digging. I think that's extremely wise. Another thing that can roadblock forgiveness is to demand it from the other person. When we have hurt others by our disobedience to the scriptures, one of the worst things we can do is bring up scriptures that talk about how they should forgive it. This is a twisting of the purposes of the Bible. We do not use it to back up our arguments. We use it to be molded into the image of Christ. Forgiveness and reconciliation is a process when it is genuine. We have to allow space to the person we have hurt after we offer the confession. We cannot force immediate forgiveness just after we have hurt someone. This is a form of manipulation that can and will only backfire when we do it. Relationships involve more than just us. Sometimes forgiveness is found and the relationship is better than before. But sometimes it's not. We cannot force forgiveness on the other person. We can only do what we can do to make the relationship move forward. Confess and then pray for reconciliation. Today, write down a couple of names of the people you've hurt in the past, and then ask Jesus what he would have you do to make things right with them and him. Then do it. Offer space to the person after you do what he tells you to do, and pray they will do whatever he tells them to do.